Hey, Ryan, how do I get project-based learning started at my school? I've gotten some form of this question nearly every day for the last decade from engaged educators just like you. So at Magnify Learning, we've created a free download to get you started. Whether you're a superintendent, principal, coach, or teacher, go to whatispbl.com to get started on your project-based learning journey today. Are you ready to bring project-based learning to your school? The PBL Simplified Podcast will help equip you for your PBL journey with weekly need-to-knows, engaging interviews, PBL showcases from facilitators in the classroom, and PBL leadership episodes to move you towards a successful implementation of PBL. Because every learner deserves to be a part of an inspiring story, and we see daily that project-based learning helps make this happen. If you want me to answer your PBL need-to-know on the podcast, visit whatispbl.com and click on Ask Ryan to submit your question. Welcome to the PBL Simplified Podcast, formerly known as the PBL Playbook Podcast. We've moved over to PBL Simplified. We believe it's simplified our message, right? The YouTube series is called PBL Simplified. My book comes out in January, also called PBL Simplified. So we've moved the podcast over this idea of how can we bring project-based learning to every single school, every single classroom. We need to simplify that process. And over the last decade, we have a lot of resources, a lot of folks that we've collaborated with, a lot of folks have gone before us that have simplified this process. And we want to bring that to every school in the country. So excited to have you here with the PBL Simplified Podcast. We're in a leadership series about writing a book. There is a book inside of every person, every educator, I have no doubt. And as we can share that expertise, we will raise the tide of education and we'll bring project-based learning to every school. You heard in the intro that you go to whatispbl.com to get resources on project-based learning. 100% you can do that and should do that. You can also click on the Ask Ryan button. And if you are interested in publishing a book, I'd like you to put that in there. It doesn't have to be a question we address on the podcast. Just go in there and say, hey, Ryan, I'm super interested in writing a book. Here's what I'm thinking about. Let's get going. Right? We want you to be on that journey. We want you to help you with that journey on writing a book. So not just the podcast, we want to do it outside of this. And we've got some friends that are lined up that can help us with that. So even if you feel like you don't have time or you're not sure what it looks like or it's ambiguous, go ahead and throw your name in the hat, right? Let's have that discussion. Even if you look at it and say, I have no idea how I could possibly write a book right now. I get that. But what if we have some helps in place that could help you do that? Right? Let's let's play that what if game. What would it look like to publish your expertise and share it with the world? Before we jump into our main topic on how to start writing a book, here's our opening need to know. How do I define my vision? I get this question as I travel to districts or with school leaders, principals. How do I define my vision? I'm going to give you a really simple way to do that. So this came came from my speaker coach, Ken Davis. Ken Davis and the SCORE model has helped, oh gosh, I don't know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, create wonderful keynotes or speeches for their staff. Highly recommend Ken's work. I love Ken Davis. And he has this really simple exercise that he takes us through. And he has us put these passionate topics that might even be a book topic or, you know, a three-day workshop or an hour keynote into a five-minute speech. And Ken says that if you can't communicate your hour-long keynote in a five-minute speech, then you really don't have 
of focused, concentrated keynote. So he says, I get it. Your talk's going to be 45 minutes. You're going to give me more details. Give me the five-minute version of that. And I'm going to challenge you, educational leader, to do that same thing. How do you define your vision? Before you do the vision script, which we've done in this podcast, right? We've had a whole uh, series on mission drift. You can go back through the leadership episodes and pull those out. And you can literally go through and create your vision script. But before you even get to that, Give me your five-minute speech on your vision. What does it look like when your vision's implemented? Every teacher in your building can have a student-centered classroom by doing these three things, right? And then give me those three things in five minutes. And if you can't do that in five minutes, you probably can't do that in 45 minutes or 15 minutes. So how do you define your vision? I'm going to challenge you, just like Ken would, to... Put that into a five-minute speech. If I gave you five minutes on the podcast to put your vision out to the world or your staff, what would that talk be? And what I love about this, what it does is it really narrows your focus, forces you to clarify your vision. If you have 30 minutes to ramble about your vision, you'd get there, but your audience might not. So we need to really tighten that up. So in five minutes, what would your vision be? Try that out. And I think it's going to roll right into our topic of writing a book because your vision, your expertise is what's going to be in your book. So that's our opening need to know. Let's jump into our main topic. The main topic today is continuing this idea of how do we start writing a book? If you just jumped in this episode and you didn't get the first part, go back to leadership episode 75 and start there because we've got six steps to writing a book. And in episode 75, we went over the first three. The first three steps were to identify your vision and your goals. Why do you want to write a book? What is your main question that you're exploring? You really need to have your why set, because writing a book is not an easy process. If it was, all the millions of people that want to write a book would have their book published. So that needs to be established. And we have some Structures and processes that can help there, but that's the first step. The second step is to outline your main topics, which will eventually become your chapters. When you have an outline and you know what your chapters are, you see the world differently. Now you see the world in illustrations and your brain knows where to put those. You can say, that crazy, crazy process I just had with that learner would absolutely fit chapter eight. Right? Or that conversation I just had with a teacher or a parent, I should get their permission, but that would fit chapter 10 really well. And that would help people see my main topic. So outline, get your main topics, do an old-fashioned mind map so that you can figure out your chapters. Step three is to start some writing. Do some big picture writing. Carve out some time. Remember, you will not find the time, but carve out the time to do some writing. And that's all you do in that time. Nothing else. Your brain knows that when you step in from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., all you're doing is writing. You're not looking at emails. You're not even looking at your phone. I mean, let's be honest. You're supposed to be asleep at that time, right? You're going to carve out this extra time. You're supposed to be sleeping, but you're going to write a book during that time. So you don't have to address any of the urgent because normally you'd be sleeping then. So find that time and just start writing, not editing. Again, for you perfectionists, that's going to be an issue. You need to pay attention to that bullet point. 
Don't edit, just write. Get words on the page. You're going to need 40,000 words typically. So you need a lot of words so that we can edit those down so it's the right words. But right now, you're not looking for right words. You're just looking for words. Those are the first three steps in writing a book. And again, if you go back to episode 75, that leadership episode, we dive into those in detail. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the next three steps. Step four is to share your first draft with friends. Step five, hire an editor. Step six, find a publisher. So let's talk through those. The first draft to friends. I would reach out to a friend right now, several friends, and say, hey, I'm writing a book. And when you do that, people are really, really excited. Like, oh, it's so great. I thought you should have written a book for years now. You're so good at whatever your topic is, and they're going to be excited for you. Now, here's what I've found. So when you look at that first draft and you go to share it with friends, people don't always want to read your 60,000 words. Right? Like If I look at my bookshelf right now, I've got way too many books that I haven't read yet. So your friends are probably the same way because you've got high-flying leader friends, right? educators that love to read. They know that, that leaders are readers, right? all the rhymy words. They're reading other things. So when you bring 60,000 words to them and say, hey, give me your thoughts, that's a pretty big ask. So I would start early in the process. Say, hey, I'm writing a book. As I go, would you read this and give me feedback? So that they're prepared for that. Because what I find is when you send out that first draft, you don't always get people to jump on it and give you feedback because you're asking for a commitment of several hours, right? Three hours, five hours of time to do this and provide feedback. So you need to be pretty specific. One piece that I've found is, is helpful is as you get your first draft done, you go back through and edit at this point, right? So you go back through it. Now you're going to share, maybe you share certain chapters with certain people. Hey, this chapter is specifically on differentiation. You're really good at differentiation, friend. Would you look at this and give me some feedback? Don't look at commas and those types of things. We'll have an editor that'll do that. Just give me some content feedback. Give me some likes and wonders. Is there an illustration I'm missing, right? Give them some structure to provide feedback because otherwise it's really ambiguous. And when things are ambiguous, we typically don't do them or they're more difficult. So if you're going to add three to five hours to my plate, I'm going to want to know up front. I'm going to want to commit up front. So first draft of friends is actually a much bigger ask than you might think. So set it up well so that you can be successful there because it's probably harder than you think. And that's okay. But it will help you get ready, right? So it'll help you get ready. They will have ideas. You know, you might even share your outline with some of these friends that you think will want to see your draft as well. So share your outline, let them know it's coming, give them some heads up and, and don't get stuck here, but it would be great to get some feedback from friends before you get to the editor, right? Because your education friends are going to know the, your audience, they're going to know your topic and your content, and they can give you some of that feedback. And what this does is it really sets up your first kind of tension-filled moment, right? The same thing happens in project-based learning. We have this practice presentation time with our learners in the classroom, right? And the idea of that is to help them hone their presentation skills, also to give them a, a stress moment, not super high stress of the actual 
presentation, but a smaller stress moment in the practice presentation so that they can start to feel that. Well, what you've been doing over the last couple of months of writing in solitude, right, in the morning, you're getting up earlier from four to five or five to six, whatever that looks like for you, and you're writing words on the page by yourself, and now suddenly you're going to share them with an outside brain. And you go, oh man, what if they hate my writing? What if this is awful? And all these bad what ifs start to come up, right? Well, how about, like, what if they love it? What if they give you great feedback and it provides, you know, even better reflection for you? Right. So, but it's that moment for you to start getting over this imposter syndrome. You are an author. You were an author as soon as you wrote your first word. You've likely authored other things, whether it's a blog or a podcast episode. You are an author already, and you need to start owning this right now. Because eventually we'll get to the marketing stage and you're going to ask people to buy your book. Well, that's what authors do, and you are an author. So it's a great moment for you to see how you feel about this whole author journey. So you're going to give this to your friends. It's a low risk kind of practice presentation, right? Spot where you're going to share your work, your passionate personal work, and it'll be good, right? So it'll be good for you, uh, but do set it up well and set your friends up well. Don't just say, hey, I wrote, I've been writing a book. Would you, would you read it? That's going to be a tough ask. You just ask somebody to invest five hours, right? So set that up well. Maybe send out some chapters or give people a heads up that it's coming. The fifth step in writing a book is going to be the editor. Now, you may be tempted, and I did this with my first book, so I'll just admit that I'll be open. I used Grammarly as my editor. Right? I paid $100 for an editor. Or you might be like, well, there's an English teacher in my building that's super good. He or she will do a great job. Or you can get a professional editor. Having done both of these, I would highly suggest a professional editor. Now, a professional editor for my book that was 40,000-ish words was about $1,500. I think it was a little bit less than that. And it took us about a month to edit that book. It was February, so it was a shorter month. But it took about a month to go back and forth. And I will tell you that she did something with every single line in my book. And I'm a former eighth grade English teacher, right? So I, I feel like I have some writing skills, but the professional editor added life to my book that I couldn't have done. You know, small things that you don't always see, like moving from passive voice to active voice. She did a great job of questioning things. Like this seems like awkward wording, Ryan. Can you fix this? Or is this really the story you want to tell here? or I think you already said this, or you've used this adjective 50 times, maybe you should find a different one. She did a great job of literally line by line. Like I get the Word doc back, you know, with the red editing lines on there, and it's just boom, 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 all over the place. Professional editor is a professional wordsmith. And on top of that, like even if you are a wordsmith, they know the world of publishing. So my editor was able to tell me things like, I like that you have a quote here. We need to separate that. We need to set this off to make sure that it publishes well. Or when you put this diagram in here, here's how we're going to have to separate that out. I'm going to need it to be a JPEG or a TIFF. So I need you to go create that and then bring it back so we can put it into the manuscript. And by the way, 
you get past that draft wording and eventually you say manuscript and you just sound like an author. So now I just tell people like, would you like to read my manuscript? And I just sound like an author. I feel like an author. So eventually switch over to manuscript for your wording. It feels great. But I would highly recommend a professional editor. I wouldn't have guessed the impact of a professional editor, uh, but it's definitely there. I was pushed by a friend in publishing to say, get a professional editor. When we get to the publisher phase here in just a second, they're going to want to know that you have a professional editor. So if you're going to be published by a publishing house, you're going to need a professional editor. So start to look at that now. And I don't think you'll regret it. It, it, it's my writing in that book, but she definitely made my writing stronger. And I would definitely use an editor moving forward. And it wasn't quite as scary as I thought either. Right. So I would, I would give that to you too. Uh, it was, she was great um, because she understands the process and she's a professional. So I highly recommend a professional editor. The th- sixth step, and I don't know if there's really final steps in writing a book, because again, there's like, there's marketing and speaking and courses and all kinds of things that can go beyond writing a book. But for starting to write a book, I think publisher is something you want to think about early on and what direction you want to go. You can self-publish. Um, you can self-publish. There are books out there that can help you self-publish. You can do that through Amazon. That's what I did with my first book. The second book that comes out in January, PBL Simplified, I will go through a publishing house. It's a New York publishing house, the seventh largest in the world. And there's a portion to that that I will continually aim for that. Right? I will go with a publishing house in order to publish any book that I publish from now on for several reasons. One, it's going to be, you get to say everywhere books are sold, right? Or wherever you buy your favorite books. So the book, my book's going to be in Barnes and Noble. It's going to be in physical bookstores. It's going to be everywhere. Two, just like the editor, a professional publishing house is a professional publishing house. So they understand the publishing world in a way that the average person just doesn't. And the mark from the marketing to you know, cover creation to how you outline the inside of your book to the back cover, all those things, there are nuances that the average person just doesn't know. You know, and I I tried to game the system pretty well when I self-published, right? Like I looked at all the books that I bought, right? Because I bought them. So they're, you know, they're great books. And I looked at those and I tried to put in all the same things that they did, which again, I thought at the time was a great way to do it. And I still think it is. But the publishing house brought a level of professionalism that I just couldn't do on my own. So I still think that's the goal that you should be shooting for. And I think we're going to develop some pathways to help you with that process. So again, if this is a conversation, like if you're still in after two podcasts, you made it to the sixth step of how to start writing a book, you need to go to whatispbl.com, click on the Ask Ryan button and say, hey, Ryan, I'm in. I want to publish my book. Put that in there. We'll throw you in the hat and we're going to start looking what that process is to help you publish your book. We've got some friends that are in this world that can help us with publishing. And we're going to see how we can set you up for success, both in the writing portion, but also the editing, publishing. How can we take you as a very busy educator in a very busy time and get that book out of you and out to the world? So that's the journey that we're on. We'd love to have you join us in that. So from editing to publishing, I would recommend like right now as you're starting your book, your goal is to use the professional there, a professional editor, professional publisher. Uh, There are definitely some decisions to be made there, but you want to start 
with that as your goal in mind. Sound awesome? I think it's awesome. You have a book in you and the world needs it. All right, so we've been through six steps, visions and goals. You do need to start there. Don't skip that step, right? You will need to figure out your key motivations for why you want to write a book because it's going to be hard and you need to have, have those posted next to your bed or on your desk or somewhere so that you know why you're getting up early. You're going to create an outline so you can find your chapters, begin collecting illustrations. You're going to have a first draft. You're going to send those chapters or all of it to friends, but you're going to set them up well so that you can get good feedback and you're not overloading them. You're going to think through a professional editor and you are shooting for a professional publishing house out of New York so that we can get your book out to as many people as possible and it can give you the biggest footprint for your work because the more people that are involved in your work, the more good work we're going to be doing for education. So we're trying to get that expertise out of you, the passion out of you, so that we can share it with others. Because when we do that, we're going to engage learners, tackle boredom, and transform classrooms. <music>